0: Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's the engagement party? How long before Give? a wedding should I send out the How many and save games dates? are in the first series? Use of the IMAP the to playoffs. check find email best on best other email clients. Identify fonts, fonts where from where to find, find four the Uber Force in Stout. Welcome and to the Evolution of Search Week on the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and this week we've been publishing episodes every day talking about how you can think about modernizing your SEO strategies and operations. Joining us for Evolution of Search Week is Patrick Reinhardt, who is the VP of Digital Strategies at Conductor, which is a search and content intelligence platform that helps marketers create and optimize content to improve their online visibility. Conductor's platform generates content insights for enterprise brands that empower marketers to compelling value-driven content, which leads to increased organic traffic and higher ROI. And lucky for us, they are also a sponsor of the Voices of Search podcast. And so far this week, Patrick and I have talked about the evolution of search, including how you can improve your agility in search, SEO, enablement and communications, customer-centric SEO. And yesterday, we talked about the evolution of the technical side of SEO. Today, we're going to wrap up our conversation talking about how SEO has changed and how you can use SEO and search data beyond search. All right. Here's the last installment of Evolution of Search Week with Patrick Reinhardt from Conductor. Patrick, happy Friday and welcome to the last episode of the Evolution of Search Week on the Voices of Search podcast. Happy
1: and sad at the same time, Ben. It's been a fun week.
0: You're shappy? I don't even know how I would describe those two words, but I like it. My last name's Shapiro works. There you go. Let's get t-shirts made. I'm into it. I love it. All right, let's talk SEO. Look, the evolution of search. We've been talking about it all week. Life has changed for SEOs. We were the geeks in the corner 10 years ago. We're not exactly the uh, prom queen, but a little bit more chic than we used to be. People are interested in SEO from the executive team, our product teams, PR, brand. We all have to work together, and SEO is something that has to go through the organization. The medium is becoming more customer-focused. We are improving our understanding of the technology. But one thing that's happened over the last few years is that SEO data is becoming more interesting outside of SEO. Talk to me about some of the ways that SEO data has become increasingly valuable.
1: It's interesting because what a lot of companies are recognizing now is that SEOs hold the key to a lot of insights, right? Like, you know, even just basic keyword research, you know, coming in, learning the voice of the customer, very important to many other groups within an organization, right? that can be good for sales, that can be good for PR, that can be good for marketing. There's a lot of different ways that you can use search data. And I've seen companies last few years, it's not something that's been happening a really long time, but the last few years, really breaking out of that SEO data is just for SEO purposes and really using it for business development purposes, like finding opportunity for customers and then giving it to their MDR team and then sending that out, sending out like real value and not just sending out a cold call or a general email that can be very powerful for somebody. Pulling back very in-depth research for the PR team to create a white paper and things and co-authoring that. I see SEO teams working with PR teams all the time. And of course, marketing teams, You know, a lot of times SEO sits in marketing but really using that data to create very interesting experiences for customers, but also helping them segment like, what customers might be looking for in their particular product or service set. So there's a lot of different ways that businesses can use search data. And it's not just about, hey, we're going to optimize the site. It can be used all over the organization to size the opportunity for all different types of groups.
0: You say size the opportunity which is inferring that there is an opportunity besides that there is some strategic analysis to be done, which is generally something I think that executive leadership is responsible for. I need to understand the size of this market. I need to understand who the competitors are. I need to understand what the trends are in a market to figure out what our business strategies are. Talk to me about how search data is being used by cutting edge executive team, who's using search data to basically figure out their market before their competitors do?
1: It comes down to understanding what the total addressable market is, but also what your cut of that is. Like, What's your market share? What's your share of shelf there? And a lot of companies don't do that using search data. They do it in other ways, which may or may not be as accurate. But search data is very telling of what your total addressable market is. And I think like a lot of executives who understand that and pull that data back and they're looking into it because there's a lot of ways that you can segment that data too because different types of people and disparate types of customers ask questions in different ways. And when you can segment like that, that's very powerful because someone like a particular set of cohort of customers that asks a question in one way, let's say that they wanna solve a problem, right? Let's say you understand that the total addressable market or the total search volume for these group of terms is X, right? you know that you can run a program against that group that has a particular part of messaging, and you know that you know, the competitors that are in your space only own X amount, but you know that you can then target that segment very specifically and just completely knock them out. Because a lot of the times, they're paying attention to the total pie, but not the individual slices. Search data allows you to really hone in on the individual slices and then just take those away from your competitors, And for me, when I see really forward-thinking executives using search data in that way, that always impresses me because that does not just inform what you're doing in SEO. That informs what you're doing from a business development standpoint, from a PR standpoint, from a marketing standpoint, and also just like how you're running the business.
0: Yeah. Understanding your segmentation using search data is something that's incredibly important. The caveat is not all search data is created alike. When you think about how you're doing your research where you're getting your search data, there's competition amongst the platforms. Talk to me about how you know if your search data is actually valuable and can be trusted.
1: It all comes down to where you get it. If you're partnering with folks, you have to make sure that you're partnering with folks with clean data. Conductor's data is our most important asset. And we make sure that anyone who is using it for any type of decision is getting very clean, very actionable data to make sure that whatever decision they are making is based on something that is accurate. Because... You see a lot of folks out there who have data sets, but you're very skeptical of it. You have to prove that out, right? And I think over time, folks have found different folks that have really good data, whether that's, you know, in search anyway, whether that's us, that's SEMrush, Ahrefs, and things of that nature, you know, like bigger indexes. But that's really what it comes down to is making sure that whether you're using a partner, you have your own proprietary data, that whoever is the master of that data is keeping it clean and keeping it accurate.
0: Yeah, I think it's really important not only to understand where you're getting your data, but specifically what data you're getting. When you think about evaluating search data, number of queries, related keywords, what are some of the other data sources that you recommend people outside of search consider?
1: I always find click-through data very interesting. For like, if we get things to certain positions, this is the type of customer that clicks through this is like the conversion rate as they click through here. I think that that's very interesting data points for people to look at. It's a shame we don't have a ton of the no-click data as available as we once did. Uh, you know, with with shot not being around anymore. But I always felt that data like that was also compelling. Like what actions are folks taking on in Google's interface, and are you getting people to the site or are people just getting their answers in Google? For example, like how many answer boxes do you own? And when you got that answer box did the click through into your site go down did the traffic to that page go down because people are getting the answer in google's interface and does that inform anything that you're doing i mean that's an seo specific thing but also does that inform something different so i think that that's always interesting data to look at and from a business development standpoint it's really just what is the total opportunity right and i think like a lot of folks they look at very specific sets of data like for that But I think showing someone a total addressable market of what their opportunity is from a search standpoint leads to a lot of different opportunities in their business. It's not just about search. From there, that's informing, hey, listen, you're in this market. You could open up this entirely other product line, it looks like, you know, and it looks like you have the means to do so. Have you thought about that? And then that goes into marketing research and that goes into a slew of different areas of a business once you have that data at your fingertips.
0: Yeah, the data in search is not only powerful, but it's also very broad and can be used multiple different ways. I want to take a step back as we wrap up the evolution of Search Week. I want to talk to you about not only where we've come from, but where do you think we're going? What are some of the things that you're looking forward to coming up in search? And what are some of the things that you recommend SEOs prepare for?
1: I'm seeing a lot of really cool emerging technologies that are, again, I come back to automation. There's a lot of tools out there, a lot of technologies that are really embracing automating very grunty day-to-day tasks like a lot of governance and alerting so something that crawls your site every day and if your robots.txt file updates you know someone did it and you weren't aware it alerts you to that that's been a very manual task and there's companies out there that do that and have done that but they're more readily available i feel like to folks and just like you know auditing and standpoint which historically has been very difficult to get right and to make actionable because a lot of auditing tools just spit back huge Excel files with just rows and rows of data, and they don't really boil it down of what you should do next. I'm seeing a lot of technologies kind of take that challenge on and helping people automate those day-to-day challenges. So that's something that I'm excited that I'm seeing coming down the pike more is that technologies like ours, conductors in that boat too, of making implementation easier, making auditing easier, making alerting easier, and just making the day-to-day tasks that take up the SEO's time on a day-to-day basis just easier. That's something that I'm excited about.
0: So, what do you see that SEOs aren't doing that they should be?
1: One of the big things that I see not enough people doing is testing. And everyone will say, "Oh, yeah, I test this, I test that," but I mean really testing, testing things often, like changing title tags in different cohorts of your site and seeing like does that have an impact one way or the other, and basically A/B testing them against one another. There's a couple of technologies out there that allow you to do that that are pretty cool. They're still very early development stages. But that type of stuff I think is very cool. I've done it myself and it really helps you inform what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. So just Overall, like in mass testing, not testing like one page against this or A/B testing a page design. That's not what I'm talking about. It's really like testing certain SEO elements, different H1s versus a set, like different cohorts against one another. And that's something that I don't see people doing enough of. I see people doing things, again, just in the mindset of we got to get these tasks done. We got to do this. We got to do that. We got to get this done. We got to get this implemented, but also not leveraging automation enough and testing enough to get things done in mass. Because again, going back to day one here, it all comes back down to how fast you can move and how much agility you can build within your organization, because that's where people really get their stride in SEO is when they have that agility. But the automation and the testing are the two components that you really need to make that happen.
0: One thing that I'm excited about the evolution of search is growing the search community. And it's one of the reasons why we do this podcast is to be able to, you know, we're kind of a one-to-many communication tool right now, but I'd love to make it more of a one-to-one and build more of a community. Conductor is a huge part of the SEO community. I know that you have the C3 event coming up here in the next couple of months. Talk to us a little bit about how Conductor thinks about building community and how you're supporting the evolution of the search industry.
1: No, absolutely. And, you know, being in the SEO community for the last 16 years, it's never been any less fun or any less exciting than it is today, right? When I first fell into it back in 2004, it was great being on forums and boards talking to people about it. And right up until yesterday or right until now, I'm talking to you, right? Like this is another community. I've loved this community since I've joined it and will continue to love it for the rest of my career. And C3 started a very long time ago in a hotel. I did not attend the first one. I think I've attended just about every other one since then. But the first one was about 30 people with Seth, you know, and they went through. And Seth, for anyone who knows our CEO, knows that he is very much a big part of the SEO community and he loves the community, loves building community. You know, Conductor as a company is all about community. We are a people-first organization. And I feel like the SEO community is a people-first community, right? You have people who are always sharing their ideas. I love going to, I miss conferences so much. You know, virtual conferences are great. I miss going to conferences in person, seeing my friends and seeing all my colleagues and hearing like how smart they are and what they've been doing. So for our conference, like we like bringing the community together. We like bringing people from all different backgrounds because, again, we don't just have SEO practitioners at our conference. We have a lot of digital marketing managers, a lot of executives come. So we're trying to bridge the gap between those three groups as well with C3. But every year we try to do better than last. We try to do more people. It's grown every year. We have more people every single time, which we're super excited about. But again, Conductor has been a part of the community forever and will continue to be a part of it. We love this community. I want to help grow the community as much as I can. But as a company, the SEO Go community is very, very important to us. And we want to make sure that we always are highlighting people who are doing awesome work and always you know, helping them kind of report that up like we talked about a couple of days ago and make sure that they get the recognition, because that's something that I've seen growing and that I've always wanted to help my folks do, is make sure that their talents are getting recognized within these larger organizations.
0: I always appreciate organizations that take an approach to developing the community around them. I think Conductor is a great example of that. The C3 event is one as well. I also appreciate you being supportive of the other members of the community, including this podcast. So Patrick, before we let you go, let me just say thank you for your time. Thank you for being our guest for the evolution of Search Weeks. And thanks for being one of our sponsors. Absolutely,
1: man. It's been a blast. Thanks for hosting me this week and hope to do it again.
0: All right, and that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to the Evolution of Search Week with Patrick Reinhart, the VP of Digital Strategies from Conductor. We'd love to continue the conversation with you, so if you're interested in contacting Patrick, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is AskReinhart, A-S-K-R-E-I-N-H-A-R-T, or you can visit his company's website, which is conductor.com. C-O-N-D-U-C-T-O-R.com. Just one more link in our show notes that I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to VoicesOfSearch.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast.